This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Christian perspective on the news does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Radio K Pulpit or the on air presenter, but is the independent viewpoint of the individual contributor. Please send an email to info at kpulpit.co.za should you have any further inquiries. Christian Perspective on the News. Time to connect with the missionary from Africa, Christian Action. It's Ndemiso Zimo. Good morning, Ndemiso. Great having you with us again. Hope you're well. We are well, Eliza. Good morning. How are you doing? Yeah, all good on our side. Uh, what's on your heart for us? We can't wait to hear what you've got on uh, Christian Perspective for us. Well, the biggest headline you probably haven't heard is that the World Health Organization is meeting at a convention to set the groundwork of what will be an international treaty that involves our very own South Africa. Mm. The treaty the treaty would also allow the World Health Organization to define what constitutes a pandemic. And when one is occurring, even if it's not caused by a virus such as an obesity epidemic, mm. for example. So this basically gives the organization the authority to assume control of the healthcare system of each member state anytime the team is necessary. Many prominent scientists and freedom campaigners have expressed worries that if adopted, the pact would violate 194 World Health Organization member states of national sovereignty. Mm. Um, you don't know if you're aware of uh, Dr. Robert Malone. He invented the mRNA technology by which the COVID vaccine has been administered. He had an opinion to say, saying he's warned that this would be a direct violation of the basic tenets of democracy and would set a dangerous precedent by allowing an unelected body to impose restrictions on those states effectively giving the World Health Organization de facto governmental power over them. So this would take place without the participation or the consultation of national governments or national legislators. And one of the local parties we have in our parliament, the African Christian Democratic Party, also known as the ACPC, has moved to oppose South Africa's shadow participation. I say shadow because it hasn't really been reported in the media. We haven't heard really anything about it. It's just several Ramaphosa uh, and representatives going to this convention and uh, partaking on our behalf without mm-hmm. the consultation of um, the people in this country. So that would be called a shadow participation treaty. And uh, they've stated, quote, in South Africa, public participation in agreement to amend for amendments related to law is a fundamental component of constitutional democracy mm. that simply cannot be ignored, particularly when these arguments or amendments are binding on the citizens. Any law affecting a citizen's right to self-determination cannot elude scrutiny from Parliament. Of course, should parliamentary scrutiny and public participation mm. be avoided or overlooked, our constitutional democracy will severely be threatened, end quote. Of even greater concern is, is that if this pact is institutionalized, the World Health Organization will have complete control over what is referred to as a pandemic in this country. 
they would have the power to determine how our doctor responds, which treatment can be used, and which vaccines are approved. We would essentially have a global approach of one size fits all. So let's talk about why even on alternative media sites, the pandemic treaty isn't even getting the attention it deserves on Christian media sites, alternative media sites, conservative media sites. Because recently, in recent months, as you we all know, we've had the Ukraine war. Hmm. Just as anything like the pandemic panic that began to fade in February, the Ukraine war began to hit. When that became tiresome, we had what we call in America the Hunter Biden laptop confirmation story by the New York Times, which came at a time uh, that coincides with what it would be developing um, laws under the CP. Mm. And then we had, of course, the uh, African-American Elon Musk buying Twitter, but not buying Twitter, and that's on hold and that grabbed the headlines for a long time. And we've had the flow of bombshells has been nonstop. For example, right now there's baby formula shortages in the U.S., which takes up most of the news cycle as well. Yeah. And lost its decision of, uh, well, not lost its decision, but uh, the Supreme Court of the United States, uh, the leak of Roe v. Wade's uh, decision that's upcoming, and that took up a whole cycle of news. And the show trial, of course, of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, which is currently on TV screens right now, and mm-hmm the recent mass shooting. So there's been an overload in our minds of news and news cycles that, you know, this World Health Organization, GT, has fallen back and taken, um, has been kind of been taken to the back stages of, of society and not really many know about it. So many have expressed mm-hmm. concerns over the GT, however, some are less convinced it will pass. These modifications will give the Director General of the World Health Organization the authority to declare health emergencies or crises in any country unilaterally and against the will of the target country. The Director General will be allowed to declare these health crises based on only his personal judgment or belief that other countries are in danger. Many acknowledge that the pandemic treaty poses an immense threat to democracy and it possibly gives China, who many accuse of having a hold over General Tedros, and the World Health Organization unprecedented power over nation states. But something that has only been passed in the U.S. Senate or the South African Parliament that comes under scrutiny. Mm. However, despite the World Health Organization's own numbers indicating minimal association between lockdown and intensity and death rates, the treaty would still have strong international law backing, allowing states to impose domestic lockdowns, for example. So to defend the World Health Organization has even contracted the German-based Deutsche Telekom subsidiary T-System, the score, to develop a global vaccine system, passport system, that plans to link every person to a QR code or digital ID that's oh. currently ongoing in Europe. Many countries have dropped this because of what was seen as the downslide of uh, COVID-19 and unnecessary uh, uses of a uh, um, vaccine passport, but now it seems to be uh, picking up by the World Health Organization's uh, you know, committee. Mm. So if passed, countries will have 18 months following the vote to withdraw their year to the amendment. So for example, in South Africa, oh, yes, this weekend, to join uh, the World Health Organization's uh, 
new teaching, uh, they'll have 18 months afterwards to pull out uh, after consultation with uh, the nation when they could get back. By that time, the World Health Organization will have finished drafting this global pandemic teaching, which has detail contains more of the same. Usually in these instances where countries are hostile to Christianity, these laws tend to adversely affect the church the most. In the case of a new pandemic in the future, history shows that churches or places of worship will be restricted or banned outright until such a time is determined by the World Health Organization. So from the way the services are conducted to the amount of people allowed to sit in it, so if that's the requirement to enter a church building, the World Health Organization would decide how any of it might be done for an undisclosed amount of time and at their discretion. And to close the amendment, which should be legally binding under international law, will be voted on by the World Health Assembly, which is the governing body of the World Health Organization, at a special convention running from the 22nd of May to the 28th, and set the stage for a fully-fledged pandemic treaty to be passed. So that's the news for today, uh, covering mostly hasn't been covered in the news about how there's a, a treaty out there that's going to bind South Africa, but South Africans have no clue and don't even know about it mostly. Yeah, so how do we find out more about it? Uh, do you know where we can go, and is there any way that we can comment on this? Do you have any of that info? If not, we can always find out and share. Do you perhaps have it there with you, Ndemiso? Yes, uh, one of the, as I said, one of the parliamentary parties are the African Christian Democratic Party mm. have uh, launched uh, an, uh, an opposing uh, amendment against it, and uh, even uh, LifeSite News uh, in America, uh, which is the anti-abortion uh, uh, news agency, mm. uh, have launched a petition against it. So you can go on there and find out more and on the ACPP's uh, uh, website, find out more how we can combat this as, as Christians and as believers, because we cannot simply sit back and let all of this happened because, oh, it's destined to happen, like in the book of Revelation, but we have to fight against injustices that are going to target the church within South Africa itself. So mm. the ACDP's uh, website uh, is one of the channels you can go to to find out more. Um, again, I'm a proponent of the ACDP, but in LifeSite News in America, um, on the website, you can find out more and find petitions that fight against these amendments. Fantastic. That's the voice of Ndemiso Zemo, missionary with Africa Christian Action. Thanks so much for standing in for uh, Dr. Peter Hammond. Appreciate your time. Great to meet you. And uh, thanks for sharing your Christian perspective on the news this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Hammond. will be back next week. You have yourself a good weekend. Thanks so much. You too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.